Hey, everyone, and welcome into the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by DraftKings. <laughs> if you sign up today using the code PHNX and place a $1 bet on any NFL game and either team scores just one point, you're going to win $100 in free bets. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I've got the whole gang here with me today. I Yay! feel so excited. No, no, it's not just you, you and I. It's been a minute. We're so, back. of course, Espo, how oh, are you? Gerald, welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back finally. How was your vacay? It was fantastic, actually. Went up to Denver, went to DNVR, which was really cool. Got some relaxation in and then was greeted with a doubleheader yesterday. So that's great. <laughs> right back into the swing of <laughs> yes. things. Saul, what's going on? What's new? I'm excited because low-rise jeans are back. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> They're making a comeback. Low-rise like jeans early, are not Like back. the early 2000s. Uh, no. I can't wait for Espo to wear his. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a ba- it's a bail trend now. Just you wait. Post-game, low-rise jeans. I've seen crazier coming. things in the last decade. Good thing we have Manscaped is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose. Support the low-rise <laughs> jeans coming back. Oh, I'm for loose-fitting jeans. I'm for straight, wide, flared, low-rise, no chance. Hold on. How are low-rise coming back, but also the jeans where it looks like six people can fit in the legs are coming back, too? Those have been back. Don't disrespect Erin like that. Because she's wearing... It doesn't look like six people can fit that. It does look like six people can fit. Look how baggy those jeans are. I love that nobody else has any idea. They are cute, but they're still baggy. And this is exactly what he's talking about. The two things don't jive with our both trends. I didn't just enter your mind. You saw Erin. You were like, there's probably six people that can fit in her jeans. I'm curious to see how this next generation does low rise, though, because their Y2K fashion is not any. It's so much cuter than what we actually had to deal with at that point in time in our lives. Like y'all making it cute. So shout out to you. So we'll see what low rise. I just can't wait to show off my butt crack. I know this is going to surprise you all, but. This has always been the fashion. This hasn't changed any decade. This is what it's always looked like. So, I mean, you're you're in. You got loose fitting jeans and a t shirt. That's yeah. streetwear. Hey, it is. It's just you got to put I, off a little bit know, of a more edgy vibe. When you think street, you think Espo. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you all back happen? in the same room now. <laughs> Sun City, suburban, <laughs> middle class Chandler. When you think Sesame it? Street. You think Espo. Espo, you want a Muppet, you ass. <laughs> Are the Muppets yes. on Sesame Street? No, yes. that's no, they're not. That's Jim Henson. Jim Henson, what did make Sesame Street? Are you Okay, I'm the one with a four-year-old. Are you really going to argue Sesame Street with me? I watch it every freaking weekend. But I thought the Muppets were their own IP. It's the same kind of thing. Oh, the same kind of thing. I have no idea. What's those shoes? Oh, Nikes? What are those shoes? Reeboks? Ah, it's the same thing. It is. Well, whatever. Yeah, So were you throwing it to me for Yeah, you want to do our tip top today? I'll do the tip top. Speaking of the kids. Speaking of the kids. How did I become Saul's like five years older than me, and yet I became the old guy on the show? You, because you, you're very nostalgic. <laughs> I am, you are. as I wear a 1970s Phoenix Giants <laughs> shirt. Uh, anyway, so tip topic of the day. Yesterday, Devin Booker announced that he was giving away. Uh, the other photo, Jacob. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Devin Booker. What are we doing today? My bad. Yesterday, My bad. Uh, yesterday <laughs> Devin Booker announced and surprised uh, was like, the Girl kids. Scouts <laughs> of Arizona. Oh, 
Let's rewrite. <laughs> yes, for the fourth time. Yesterday, oh, Devin man. Booker on or on Wednesday, Devin Booker donated a hundred thousand dollars to Arizona D-book. Girl Scouts uh, and surprised them actually at the game. Uh, Gerald was out there and said it was deafening when. Uh, oh, it was so loud when he walked in. <laughs> I don't think they were expecting it at all. There was just some slideshow playing, and it was like Devin Booker on the screen. Then he walked in. We all lost our minds. <laughs> we, you were one of the little girls. But look, great for for him. He does this. He he picks five charities throughout the year. The Girl Scouts of Arizona were the first uh, of of this year. Yes, I misspoke. God, no rhythm today. It's like it's the first time the four of us have ever done a, done a show together or something. It's because it's Thursday. We just decided to call an audible and go live on a Thursday. We're not used to it. The Girl Scouts of Arizona. Uh, but they were the first to get get a donation. There will be four others that Devin uh, donates money to throughout the season. It's a great thing that he does. But we praise Devin Booker enough. That's not what the tip topic is. I want to go in a different direction. What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? I want the oh, I I want the like, stream to answer it. I was like, what? <laughs> why why do we dislike Devin worst, Booker? <laughs> Gerald, your hot take first, sir. <laughs> no, uh, Girl Scout cookies. What's your favorite? Tagalongs. The right. Tagalongs are the favorite for me. Oh, Samoas. Samosas? Samoas? Mm-hmm. Samoas. Samoas. Yeah, Samoas. Those, Not, those are the go. I'm with you. Uh, Samoas. But then also, I don't really like lemon cookies at all, but the Girl Scout lemon cookies are low-key fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll give, them to, I'll give them that one. The s'mores cookies are not bad either. These are all terrible. Nobody says you say Thin Mints, you absolutely Ain't would. nothing right? wrong with basic when it tastes that damn good. All right, <laughs> all right? I'll, I'll say this. It's it's the ketchup of this conversation. It's it's <laughs> very it's essential. You put it on a lot of stuff, but it's not like the best condiment there is. Gerald, what are you putting Thin Mint cookies on? <laughs> I said that because I knew he fucking hates ketchup. <laughs> you son of a... I, so do I. Why, why am I... I'm going to walk today. You guys oh, didn't gosh. finish the rest. But it's like everybody likes ketchup everybody likes thin mints it's like the base i don't like ketchup i hate thin mints thin mints are only well, apparently i'm just wrong frozen. on this analogy that is fair thin mints are much better yes. frozen like just a basic thin mint out of the cupboard or cabinet like room temperature i'm out i'll pass right. mm-hmm. we're throwing this to the people we're doing a poll after the show on at phnx on the, on the four cookies on the four cookies. Well, actually okay. there's just three we i'll take the lemon one then. okay that's okay. fine Okay. But what, just know that this? those are my number one. Yeah, we all That's know fair. Right. It, because Lindsay has to have two options so she can win even if she loses. <laughs> we understand. She can cry That's foul. Way to, go, Come on. <laughs> to be fair, I originally had Samoas, <laughs> but fair, I did say Thin Mints, if they're frozen, are good, so I can <laughs> yeah. win in any she of these has scenarios. She to win this poll. As long and as Gerald wins, wins, he doesn't win. Dude, I'm, I'm now I'm pulling for Gerald. I'm like, I absolutely want Lindsay Gerald to win. Lindsay cannot win this. Yes, we will put that pull up on phnx sons in honor of devin booker dropping 100k (laughs) to the girl scouts of uh of arizona i didn't do the math but i really want to know how many boxes of girl scouts cookies boxes of girl scouts (laughs) totally different (laughs) boxes of girl scout (laughs) cookies can you get for a hundred thousand dollars uh i don't know what the black market value is for that there as it's twenty thousand actually is it yeah because each box is five bucks Okay. Are they five? Look bucks? at that math. Saul Bookman. Yeah. U of A. No. Oh. Saul, Saul Bookman with that quick math. 
That's a lot of Girl Scout cookies. It is a lot of Girl Scout cookies. That, Devin Booker going to get a whole pallet of Girl Scout cookies <laughs> as a thank you. So that's all I got for the tip topic, Lindsay. Uh, well, <laughs> keep, speaking of Devin, you want to talk about his film camera we last should. night? We should. Yes. That was fun. Okay, Jacob, there you go. Hey, Don't worry, guys. Picture. I got this one. <laughs> I, I don't know. When, when did, and I know it's cyclical, but when did things from at least Lindsay, or not, I guess Saul, you and my high school days, come at back least, in popularity. Excuse me, Espo. <laughs> What? You can't want me. I'm. I backed you can't up. Want I, me said in that. I said Saul. <laughs> I was looking at you and then I said Saul because Lindsay. Lindsay's younger than me. Lindsay. I'm not that old. You have the soul of an 89 year old. <laughs> but I'm not that old. You, you look like you'd have that. The, the, your hap- soul has the flashbulb camera from, <laughs> what, what uh, from the early 1900s. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> but I got it from my grandparents. Okay. I love. What happens is the more and more you speak old, the more and more Espo's like, that's my girl. We're in this together. Look, look, I just love it though. He he rocked the old school camcorder at All Star Game too. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how the hell do you get anything off of those things? Like they got to be newfangled, right? There's going to be an SD card. I mean, that's gold plated, so I assume it's oh. probably not like what the ones we used to to use. Oh, you, I had a gold plated. What do you think? Uh, I, I'm basic on my cameras. <laughs> I was rocking Devin's gold plated. I need 90s. to see it then. Sure, I'll go Photoshop me with a gold camera. <laughs> don't you worry. No, but I think it's funny that these things are now popular again with with celebrities. Like, well, I think it started a couple of years ago. You saw the Polaroid camera mm-hmm. kind of hit the scene, and then this year, a little bit of last year, I guess. Now it's just the the old school disposable camera that you just take thirty five or whatever pictures and you drop it off somewhere and then you get your pictures back. Where do you even drop it off anymore, though? Costco, like Walgreens. <laughs> can you still do it at yeah, Walgreens? You can do Walgreens, Costco, right. CVS, like all those places. I, I thought they. Stopped, it sure isn't so. those little huts that they used to have on the corners of of <laughs> the, the shopping. They centers. don't know what we're talking about. No. So I honestly Mine was don't. Always so, a Walmart. so back in the day, everybody that's under twenty five or thirty or thirty five, apparently. Uh, they used to have these little little huts. They were like yep. they were like they were almost the size of a of a Dutch Brothers, except smaller. I, okay. I don't know. That's so the not the same. Size. So not the same size. Anyway, <laughs> but they would randomly pl- be placed in like the the corners of these like large like Walmart parking lots or Kmart at the time or Kmart. Mervins or whatever <laughs> bullshit you want to pull out of your ass. Um, and you would just go by, you drop off your thing, and then you pick it up a couple days later. So like a blockbuster for disposable camera pics. I'm sure. Gerald, like the little yeah, bin sure, that you pull sure. out and yeah, drop them down sure. in there. You know what's so funny is – and they also would not develop um, – uh, well, I'll just leave it alone. Never mind. <laughs> Saul was going to say inappropriate Nudes. photo. Nudes. They were like, hey, we couldn't develop these. We couldn't develop pictures 3 through 39. I just – I love – I love Saul. That that's a picture into Saul's early dating life. I guess that was the original. <laughs> that was the original um, Only, sending nudes. Only fans. Yes, yeah. that was the original sending nudes. Yes, you guys. Can you you send guys me were nudes? revolutionary, I got you. and you didn't. Three even weeks know it. later, there it is. <laughs> Hey, baby, you can't wait to see this fire. Where did we go? Started with Devin Booker's gold-plated camera, and here we are. Jacob, turn off Saul's mic. (laughs) I will say, though, I'm glad that it's making a comeback because some of my favorite memories as a kid were going over to my grandparents' house. I'm going to take this to a more wholesome place and busting out, like, their old-school albums and going through Mm. pictures. Like, even now when I go back to their – I've seen those photos hundreds of times, but it's still, like, there's something – 
it's just something a little more special about opening an album and flipping through and taking out, reading the back, who's this person, what date this was. I miss that that was a thing. And I feel like with the digital photos, I love that I can take as many as I want, but I have hard drives full of thousands of photos that I don't know the last time I logged on yeah, I think to that, that hard drive and looked at them that, all. That is the really cool part. And actually, like the other day, I was actually going through some of my, my mom's old albums that she had finally given to me. And I was looking at pictures of like family members that had passed on or mm-hmm. me as a kid or my sisters. And I was like, man, I, I haven't seen these in forever and they're not on my phone. And so it, it is... There is a bit of nostalgia that that's really nice about that. And, and there's always something to be said about some holding something in your hands as right. opposed to just scrolling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how many how many pictures on your phone do you think you even have? And oh, yeah. how many times have you ever gone back? Like how many times do we go out somewhere, we take a picture of something and then we just forget that we took the picture of it and we never look at it again. Mm-hmm. Well, my daughter's obsessed with take a picture of this, daddy. I don't want to forget it. And that's I'm like. Okay, so my phone's just full of <laughs> pictures of random crap. Like, look, I like to imagine. That, I, yes, just yes, Daddy, Dad, the doggy. Like, oh, right, let's go. Look at this one in the toilet. Well, it's well, so look, good. Look, I I like to imagine that Devin in some of these classic cars he buys just opens the trunk and finds this crap back there. Old school T-shirts, old cameras. He's like, let's just make this cool again. Let's just let's just show this off. You know, it just Man, comes that with the would car. Be lucky if you bought a car and you had some stuff like that in the trunk, a just sitting there. Camera. Like, hey, I just hit the lottery on the vintage finds. Um, but yeah, hopefully Devin will develop and post those pictures from last Espo night. really wants to be on Storage Wars. The, the, I would love to be on Storage Wars. I'll do it with Wars. you, Espo. I'll do it with you. Are you, you. kidding? Like, man, I love that we've got a, a different man behind the, the Mac today. It's Jacob back there. And I think we've totally confused him. He, he rarely produces our show. And he just gave me a look like, I thought this was a sun show. <laughs> and I got to tell true. you, Jacob, I thought so too, but apparently not today. Not yeah, we today. just hit a wall here. This is just, yeah, I don't really know what's going on. I got we'll you. We'll figure it out. Let's talk a little bit of Suns preseason. It has finally come to an end. Gerald, you were there yesterday, the final game. I feel like we should have had a round of applause for that, Jacob. For talking about preseason? No, that it's finally over. Oh, no. <laughs> Nobody should ever round of applause the, pre- the preseason no. anything. Always no. a round of applause when it's over. Well, Devin played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what'd you see yesterday at the game? He just kind of plugged in seamlessly, just like everyone was expecting. You know, he missed the first three preseason games. He was kind of eased into training camp, but he dropped like 17 points in 18 minutes. Um, just fit right in like he was never gone, and that's kind of what Monty said he was expecting of him. So... It was nice to see him play basketball again, and he said after the game, like, he missed it, which is hilarious coming from a guy that went all the way to the finals and then went to the Olympics and had, like, a couple weeks off and is now back. So um, good to have him back. That That's like when you're in a relationship early on and you guys don't see each other for, like, 12 hours, and you're like, I miss yeah. you so much. <laughs> exactly. He, he barely was away from basketball. He's, oh, I missed it so much. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny to hear him say that, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the Suns looked really good in preseason. I don't know if it was the Suns look really good or the Blazers look really bad or it's just preseason, but... The I Lakers mean, look pretty bad, too. And that's true. It's the Suns, so, which is always nice. I mean, the Sacramento Kings were 3-0 and in preseason, so... That's true. That's true, those but... Those are my thoughts. <laughs> so, so that's what I have to so offer. So we've learned nothing. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> so Devin Booker looked good as a son. All right, yes. we got that. Check, so. check. Well, look, in the end, nobody got injured. 
That's a win. That's mm-hmm. a win. The Suns preseason was a massive success because nobody got injured seriously, and that's that's all that matters, right? When yeah. you're when you're in a position like the Suns are coming off the finals, that was the one caveat. Just get through it. And mm-hmm. they got through it without anything to their detriment. They weren't working on a lot because they brought back so much of that roster. So it was nice to see them come out and play as, as well as they did against Portland. It's a nice way to, to put an exclamation point on a port, pointless four games. But, mm-hmm. you know, now the real work starts. you got a week to prepare for Denver. And, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what – what they come out the gate, how they come out the gates in game one, and if they look as seamless as they did in times in the preseason. Right. I think that's what impressed me the most about the couple of games in the preseason was that, yes, it's preseason, but they had a couple of new faces that were just seamless fits, like JaVale McGee. I know you guys were having debates about his passing and its merits, but Monty has said he's been impressed with the way he can just move the ball side to side the way that they want Dario and Frank to do. And then Landry Shamit, a guy that can handle the ball. Like those are both very helpful things. And I think it's encouraging for that second unit. I mean, it's preseason. <laughs> Saw with the, with the top notch. Yeah, I mean, there's just not much to break down. Cause you just never know what's going to happen in the regular season. To your point, everybody's healthy. They all seem to play very well. Doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of catching up to do in terms of where they left off last season mm-hmm. versus this season, and it's time to move on. So all right, Javale won't be a point guard. It's at time some to point. run it back. No, run- Javale will not be a point guard. Let's <laughs> let's discuss that. Run it back. That yes. is our our theme this season here at PHNX Suns because that's literally what the Suns are doing this mm-hmm. year. That's right. All right, good. Yeah. We we covered that. <laughs> On to the next. I don't know. I don't know. We hadn't we hadn't brought that up for the people yet. They're gonna see it see it on graphics and stuff. So I'm sorry, I don't know. she's like, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Just like Saul, she's like, it's great. preseason. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, yeah, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, you guys want to talk a little bit of Mercury basketball? That it, one's a fun one. It's the yes. finals. That's not preseason. <laughs> no, the that's opposite. big time. That's the opposite of preseason mm-hmm. for sure. Gerald, you were also there last night too. Really fun game. I mean, overtime, game two, a game they needed to have to make sure that, like, they weren't on the ropes heading to Chicago. Um, And the big three all showed out in their own individual ways. Like, Griner paced them. DT came alive in the fourth and OT, as she does all the time. And Skylar Diggins-Smith was really good distributing the ball, even though she struggled shooting. So that was, I mean, seeing the X factor that alive was a really cool experience on that stage. I just, you know, I, I love DT. And I said this last night on social media. Mm-hmm. I love DT. I love what she does for this squad. But damn it, we got to give more love to Brittany Griner because it's always all about DT. Mm-hmm. And without Griner, they're not even close in that game. She paced them the entire mm-hmm. game with 29 points. Mm-hmm. She's the one that kept them in the game until they till the fourth quarter because mm-hmm. it looked like for a large stretch of that game it could have gone the other way. Um, and Brittany doesn't get as much love as she absolutely deserves. She's one of the best players of all time. She's one of the best centers of all time. And uh, yeah, without her, the Mercury aren't even in the series. They might not even make it to the playoffs she, without Brittany Griner. She's the starter. Diana's the closer. If you're looking at it in baseball sense. Di- uh, BG kept them in that, put them in a position to win, and Diana came in and dropped the hammer in OT. She outscored Chicago herself in OT. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago that's, only scored two, what, four points? Seven. 
Seven. Eight seven. to seven. There you go. Yeah. She, she outscored them eight to seven. You go in there. That's the sign of, I mean, there's a reason she was named the GOAT in WNBA history. She came in, and she wasn't having a great night going into that fourth. She played well in the fourth, and then she dominated in OT. And, and I think you're exactly right, So Brittany Griner doesn't get the attention she deserves because without her, DT can't put on the heroics in OT because they're, they're not in that game. And I loved hearing DT say after the game that, like, we know what our bread and butter is, and it's Brittany Griner. Like, DT is the GOAT, but Brittany Griner is the MVP of this team. Mm-hmm. Like, DT was hurt at various stretches throughout the season. Without Griner, to your point, Saul, like, they wouldn't be where they are right now. She carried them for most of the night until DT came alive. Um, and she was just phenomenal on both ends. Like, she was really good last night. So I, I completely agree. And it's nice to see the way that they all just are aware of each one's role on this team. Like the big three are very complimentary of each other. Griner right now in her career, at her point in, at this point of her career, and this is going to sound kind of blasphemous because, you know, we have the goat on our team, but she is more of a threat to the opposition than DT is right now. Mm -hmm. DT is obviously at the tail end of her career and she gives you these flashes, which, which, you know, and, and she has the propensity to to do big things. Like she had thirty seven against the Aces and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. every time BG touches the ball, it's a double team. the The opposition has to focus on Brittany because if they don't, she will drop fifty on them in the in the paint. Which I don't necessarily think that you have to game plan all the way like that for DT. You have to be focused on her, but it's not as much as as Brittany. Yeah, I agree. But to Gerald's point. I think all of the women on this team understand that. Mm-hmm. I think all of the women on this team have spoken very highly throughout the playoffs of what Brittany Griner brings and her, the importance of having her on this team. And I think that's just it kind of it's it's interesting when you look at how the Suns spoke about each other in their playoffs and how the Mercury are speaking about each other with then this playoffs. They talk about how much they actually like each other. Mm-hmm. They're not sick and tired of being around each other after yeah. a full season. They are still playing together, they're still having fun, and they're working as a team. And hopefully this one just ends a little bit differently <laughs> than the last yeah, one. Sure. But I think that goes a long way. Like You have to care about your teammates in order to be that successful for that extended amount of time. I also buy in a lot to what they said about <clears throat> Skylar Diggins last night because Skylar does not go overseas and play. She stays home, and that's that's it. Like this, mm-hmm. The WNBA season is the only season she plays, and then she wraps it up. And she, they talked about how she kind of always feels like, um, you know, uh, what's that phrase? Like always coming up short. Like um, it's like not the bell of the ball, but the opposite of that. Always always the bridesmaid. Always the bridesmaid. You never a bride. Yeah, there you go. Um, And they talked about that last night, and I was like, man, that I feel that. Like Mm -hmm. you you know, because I don't think I've I've never won a championship in anything. It would have been great, but I never did. (laughs) And so when when Skyler's going through it, and you can just see how much. I, th- I feel like she was kind of forcing things um, quite a bit. Um, and then it was like somewhere in the fourth quarter, it just it just fell into place. And she started feeling a little bit better. She started making some some solid drives, making the layups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in overtime, she, you know, she also contributed in overtime as well with a couple of huge buckets. So, um, you know, they played their best game at the right time. But it's going to be a, a completely different scenario out in Chicago when they have already sold out um, one of the games uh, for game three. So um, we'll see how the, the Merc respond there. You know, I love most about BG is when, one of the things I love most about her. 
she came into the league, it was almost like the only reason people paid attention was because, oh, she dunk. Mm-hmm. Now it's not even thought like she does it on a regular basis. She changed the way the perception of the game just in that. Before her, it was like, oh, nobody in the WNBA can dunk. Now it's just an afterthought when she does it. And I love that because now the focus is on her complete game. It's not like she's just some novelty act that, that people get excited about. She is, to Saul's point, one of the best players in this game. And I love what she does out there on the court. Did I see correctly last night on Twitter that that was the first dunk in a WNBA Finals game ever? You did indeed. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was early in the first quarter, and I was actually, to Espo's point, I was kind of surprised that that was the first dunk in WNBA Finals history. But, um, yeah, I mean, really phenomenal game back and forth. The big three showed out, and I really enjoyed the way that they were all complimentary of each other, especially Skylar Diggins-Smith, because she struggled. She only shot like 5 of 18. Um, but they all, DT said after the game, that was one of the best games she's ever played because of the way she contributed in other ways, because she had, you know, those 12 assists, those seven rebounds, that clutch layup to ice it in OT. Like, she really just battled through a tough night, and that's what it's all about. You know, you're going to have those nights where you go off and you shoot an incredible percentage, but when you're not having a good shooting night, you have to find ways to impact the game in other ways, and they found a way to get it done. Now we'll see what they can do on the road in Chicago. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the only... The only uh down thing about last night's game was watching Jay Crowder dance to the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> was that, that was a fantastic. That was uncomfortable. That was an up thing. I loved that. <laughs> oh, I was dying. I love what, what I think it was Book pointed and let him know he's on the screen too and he realized, <laughs> yep. I'm a little embarrassed by this now. I'm going to sit down. I'm here for it. Um, so the plus in gambling is means you're favored, correct? No. no you the are opposite. the opposite. You are the oh. underdog you're, if you're a plus. So then the Mercury are the underdog for yeah. Friday's game yep. in yep. Chicago. Yeah. And they should be. They're they a plus be. 135, and Chicago is minus 155. Yes. What's the line? The I don't know how to read that. Point spread. <laughs> you read it. <laughs> so you figure it out. So uh, you tell the us. The Mercury are, fa- are, are the, the sky are favored by three. Okay. Like three. Okay. So that's thank usually, you. Mm-hmm. That's usually it's a home advantage right there. It's not mm-hmm. a not expected to win big. So that that seems typical for uh, for a road game for a team like that. This is my pick of the week. This week, do do you guys you, are you okay with game that? three? Yeah. All right, let's do it. I'm gonna go with it. A twenty five dollar bet on Friday's game pays out just under sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. I think they've got a little momentum now. I think that. Maybe they realize you have to get one mm-hmm. at least. The first one is the best one to get, in my opinion, because then mm-hmm. it just kind of shuts things down a little bit. You just kind of pull the the tablecloth out from underneath the thing. Yeah, put put some the pressure on uh, yeah on the sky for sure if you win game, the first one because then you can you have two chances to close it out and they've got got their backs against the wall. That's for sure. I I, I think that's that's. That's a tough bet. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't feel confident in that. But I like that you're confident <laughs> in it as your DraftKings pick of the week. So this is gonna be my DraftKings pick of the week, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be a better outcome than our pick of the week last week, which I don't think we uh, 
we last, brought in the money last, on that no, one. No, last week was I said that the Mercury were going to win game five because okay, then maybe Diana it was two was weeks 15, ago. 15 and two. Yeah. It was two weeks ago. I think Saul made the right bet, but he just bet it incorrectly on his phone the week before that. No, Shane made one about like the Steelers or something. Oh, oh yeah. No, that, I think that hit too. We let, anytime you let Shane do anything on, on the well, show, shoot. probably... This can't be wrong, then, because y'all have hit on your picks of the weeks for the last four weeks straight, so... Lindsay's taking both of be them right. to win and lose, so, so she can't be wrong No, just the Mercury winning. That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. And if you guys want to make that bet or not, it's fine. Um, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code PHNX, and if you place a $1 bet on any NFL game this week and either team scores just one point, you will get $100 in free bets. So hurry up and do that, and then you'll have a free bet that you can use for Friday's game, and you won't even have to worry about losing your own money. But you could maybe make some um, extra money. I have I have a bet that could make net me $30,000 tonight. So What's we can talk. That? That's called a tease. We'll talk about it next time we talk <laughs> okay. about Okay, I really want to know about this bet because I'm interested. You've got me intrigued, Espo. So once again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code PHNX um, to get some free money and free bets if you place just a $1 bet on any NFL game and they score just one point. That's 21 and older, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Nick likes our uh, DraftKings neon light on the table. Yeah. Oh, Rick. What did I say, Nick? Nick. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody in the chat likes it. It's a 50, 50, Two people like it. 55, like uh, 55 inch screen, and I still can't read it. So. It's all right. It happens. So, yesterday, Saul and I were able to air our grievances around the DeAndre and contract oh, situation. I did nothing wrong. No, nobody's, nobody said you did anything wrong. We just had an opportunity to vent a little. Mm-hmm. But, Espo and Gerald, you guys have not had that opportunity in a week or so <laughs> gerald tell us about your piece first and then yeah I'm, maybe i'll have you talk me off the ledge here go ahead yeah because I, I feel like mine is the more um level tempered yeah <laughs> we'll go with tempered not irrational <laughs> yeah, yeah so probably the column is all about how the Suns just need to do the right thing here pay deandre ayton and pay mikhail bridges because i feel like he's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle here um you know obviously da the discussion around the max is going to take precedence, but like Mikael Bridges, they need to sign him too. Um, I feel like this is this is simple logic, and we're doing that thing again where we're overthinking it, and where yes, the owner's history comes into play here, and it's worrisome because we've seen this happen before. We've heard him say in the recent past that he's going to do what it takes to keep a winning team together. And this is his first opportunity to prove it, or sorry, second, because Chris Paul, we'll give him credit, Chris Paul got his contract, second opportunity to do that, and these are two pieces of their future that we're talking about here, and we're playing games with it, and it's worrisome because we've only got a couple days left until the deadline is here, and they need to figure this out. They can't have this hanging overhead all season long. As soon as Michael Porter Jr. got his contract, DeAndre Ayton's people had no reason to stand down or to accept anything less than the max. It's just the way it is. That's how the market works. It sets his contract value. Well, and some, but some people will say, okay, but MPJ that final year only twelve million is really guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But to me, that that seems like a 
an argument that is is nitpicking at that point to me. Right. It it absolutely is. And, and that's the thing is like if they're getting hung up on escalators based on whether he makes all NBA or wins defensive player of the year. Like if he does those things, he's worth the money that you're paying him. And it's a win win for everyone. Like if DeAndre Ayton is MVP or all NBA, then guess what? You have like three all, all NBA caliber players on your team. You're probably winning a title like you pay up for that. So it's annoying that we're having to have this conversation. It's annoying that we're having to have these debates where we're attacking DeAndre Ayton's value and trying to figure out whether he's really a max player. The market says he is, so none of that other shit matters. Just pay him and get this out of the way. The market's going to say it next year, too, because Mm -hmm. the inevitability is he's going to be a restricted free agent. One of the 29 other teams will sign him to a max offer sheet, so you're going to pay the damn money anyways, and they'll – People say, well, it, it won't be the extra year because other teams can only offer four. It doesn't matter. The money's going to be the max that, that can be offered to them. So at some point, just put belly up to the bar and pay up. Right? right. I don't I don't get this. And you bring up CP3. You guys can jump in, too. You don't have to stay silent <laughs> just because you talked about it yesterday. But I don't like the, oh, well, he did the right thing with CP3. Of course he's going to. It's never been the star that... The, the proven stars that have been the problem with paying up on, right? Mm-hmm. CP3 is a guy that you definitely were going to pay. This mm-hmm. is not some, oh, let's let's give a round of applause for, for re-signing CP3. Look, you're trying to outsmart yourself at this point. This is... An, this is like flexing negotiation muscles, going, oh, this is the way you're supposed to negotiate. I want to win the negotiation. You can, you're not going to win championships in the NBA or in any sport for that matter if you're more concerned about the dollars in the spreadsheet than the human being across the table that you're negotiating with. And that's the problem to me here is that it feels like the human element of this is going to be is, – is being forgotten. And for years we heard it was the last GM that didn't understand how to deal with people, right? Mm-hmm. He took the brunt of that and, oh, it was his fault. Well, we're back in the same spot that that this franchise has been in multiple times, and there's only one consistent. And and at some point you got to wonder, is that the issue? TMZ Sports reported that Sarver and Aiton had a private meeting, which – I guess technically it wasn't private if somebody else could see them, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in theory it was just them. James Jones wasn't there. Uh, awkward kind of interaction on Arizona sports between uh, Sarver and Burns and Gambo. Yesterday when asked about it, it, it was like a contentious, I'm not talking about that, which is their prerogative. But It I, felt weird. Well, And the, the line, we don't negotiate in public, sounded like a, we don't, but they do kind of thing, you know, because right. Aiton and his people obviously have pushed this into the public sphere. Mm. It just, it feels, it feels very bizarre. It's a lot of posturing and it's worrisome that, you know, the deadline's only a couple of days away and that these two sides are still publicly posturing and nothing has been agreed upon yet. Um, hopefully that changes in the next few days, but we've, you know, we've talked about this so much and it's so annoying that we keep having to talk about it and we're going to keep talking about it if it doesn't get done which is worrisome to me because they can match any offer for both of these guys next season they can do the same for Landry Shamit but if you're not willing to pay up now that worries me unless this team wins a championship and these two make huge leaps 
And it's harder to do that when you have this distraction hanging over your head the whole time, because this has been the biggest story that we've been talking about for the last two weeks. It's going to continue to be a story. And that can derail the chemistry of a group like Monty Williams group. These youngsters who are learning for the first time that the NBA is a business and learning it the hard way. And that's not the way you want to enter a potential championship season. It's just annoying. And Aiton's getting more and more public. Mm -hmm. And what concerns me is you hear his quotes on Tuesday about being respected. Mm -hmm. And then we find out it comes out, comes on the heels of having a one-on-one meeting with Robert Sarver on Monday. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's coincidental. Probably. No, it's very strategic in what they're doing. That's concerning to me as well. You know, you mentioned Mikhail off the top of this and we have kind of lost a little bit of the conversation around Mikhail, but Rick in the comments said paying bridges now would be so smart because he has a better chance of outplaying the value of the contract, which is a whole nother situation that you might run into again at the end of this season. If you could get him right now at 20 to 25, somewhere around there Mm -hmm. at the end of the season, does he have a season where now you have to pay more than that? But how do you do that without, without upsetting eight and more? I mean, it's tough because the Suns have talked about how Mikhail Bridges looks like a guy ready to make the leap, how he's capable of being this third option as far as attacking off the dribble and all this other stuff. Like, he's poised for a breakout year. I hope that the reason that we haven't heard anything on Mikhail Bridges is because they've already agreed on a deal and they're just waiting to announce it in tandem with Aiton. That would be the best case That's what I'm hoping, but I don't know that to be fact. That's just pure speculation. It would make sense, but also like, because like Mikhail hasn't seemed upset in camp. He seemed like his normal goofy self. And he's also probably the easier of the two contracts to navigate based on what we know about Sarver. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like one of those things where, okay, maybe they have a deal lined up with him, but they're waiting on Aiton to announce it. I hope that's the case. If it's not, I'm very worried that we haven't heard anything on either front with like four days to go to the deadline. Mm -hmm. Like that's worrisome. So nothing's going to get done. You don't think so? <laughs> Not a damn one. <laughs> nothing's going to get done. We were it's, saving Eeyore for last. No. no, I mean, nothing's going to get done. I, listen, you had all summer to sign Mikhail, yeah. mm-hmm. and you fucked it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely fucked it up. Like, you could have gotten him for maybe 480, maybe 485, maybe 490. Now you're at 400. What the hell are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Each time you wait, each month you wait, each week you wait, It's it just the, the price goes up and up and up, and even it, it watch at the end of the season. If Mikhail has the season that everybody hopes he has, that dollar amount just keeps rising. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if he makes all defensive team, yeah, fuck you and your four hundred. Yeah. I'll tell you that much right now. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's just not happening. So, but that's the they, danger. But, that, but that's this. but that's the thing is like this whole thing has just been. They could have taken care of this a long time ago, and they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. So for everybody out there that's talking about, well, you know, James Jones might, you know, he has a firm grasp of this and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, sure. Maybe on the DA front. But when Mikhail, what Mikhail is telling me right now is that they, they don't have a firm grasp on this. They don't because they should have signed Mikhail already. And you don't wait to, to sign one guy because you want to pair him with the other and, and do it all, you know, hunky-dory and, you know, kumbaya and everybody hold hands and it's all good. We played these two guys at the same time because we care because you don't give a shit. You just want to try and take as many millions off the table for DA and by doing so, you've completely forgotten about Mikhail and 
that that's the one to me that tells me that shit's fucked up. But if if you're McHale, you go, yeah, it'd be nice to have have the bag right now. But I guarantee he believes that. Okay, if you leave me, you leave me here. I am going to go out and I'm going to become an all defensive team. I am going to go out and do this, and I'll either I'll I'll either get the exact deal you offered, or I'll make that much exponentially more anyways. So to him, I think it's it's a win either way. Absolutely, but what I'm going to say this, and, and I'm coming from a Suns fan position, right? Um, the longer you waited on Mikhail, the less chance you have to sign Cam next year. Yeah, and then we get into the same position. Um, when Cam now at the point Cam would become an unrestricted free agent, the potential of Chris Paul not being in the fold uh, mm-hmm. could be there as well. So maybe those numbers come off the books and you can free up some some cap space, which might be the thinking. But still, it's just a mess, and it's a mess. It's an it just feels like an unnecessary mess. Now you know our guy Flex has been very adamant about the fact that the Suns are in a key position right now, and and they still have the leverage. Okay. But you don't want disgruntled players on your team. Right. And if you keep fucking with them the way you are, they're going to be disgruntled, and this whole thing is going to be for naught. Yes. Well, your, I, your championship window is now. Chris Paul is 36. Mm-hmm. He's not getting any younger. You need to go all in right now. And I'll tell you what, like the way that they've handled Aiton and Mikhail Bridges, I'm extremely concerned for Cam Johnson's future as far as when we're in this exact same position with him next year. Because if they don't get a deal done, then we're going to have Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, and a potential Cam Johnson extension to worry about all in the same stuff. Like, Ooh. this shit is going to fall apart well, real fast. Not that, but also, like, think about, like, and I, I tried to make this equation yesterday or equate this to, to, to this kind of scenario. How many times have you worked for a company where it felt like you had to scratch and claw to get that <laughs> next dollar, but another company, same position, same colleague or whatever – they just give them the money because they understand the value. Like players talk, players understand their value. When you see somebody like a Shea Gilgis Alexander, for instance, getting the money that he got, and your DA or even Mikhail at that, for that matter, like you understand, like no, I should be getting paid a lot more than I am, well, and, I, and it's a matter of respect. It's yeah. it's respect, and it's a reputation thing too. Yeah. The Suns have been fighting for a really long time to change their representation representation mm-hmm. they're um that's right well no their image okay thank you god that was out of my head <laughs> reputation they've mm-hmm. they fought for a really long time to change their reputation across the league that season last season helped tremendously yes. the mm-hmm. bubble helped tremendously monty Devin, all of that this throws a wrench into the whole situation you're like okay wait did things actually change mm-hmm. or is it the same old dance and song with a pretty little dress on it? And what, what difference does leverage make if you may drive the other person on the the other side of the table away? Mm-hmm. This isn't, I'm not negotiating to buy a house, I, you know, where, where, Oh, having an advantage is, is, is something that that's worthwhile to fight for. This is a player you want here long term. So leverage doesn't doesn't shouldn't come into play. This isn't arbitration in baseball. This is a guy that you want to stay here to be part of your long term future. And the only way you have leverage is if he craps the bed next year. And that's not something you want either, because then you're not going to have a, a title. Like your your title window isn't you, there. You really think Da? Let's just let's just let's just play this game for a second. Let's say Da goes out and has 
the the most unbelievable year that we could all hope for, right? He mm-hmm. averages 25 and 15. He's the best center in the league. You don't think that he's not going to sit there and be like, nah, fuck that. Nope. You didn't want me before. I don't want to be here now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if I sacrifice 20 or 30 million. I don't want to be in a place that didn't really want me in the first place because everybody credits everybody else for my development and not me. So I'm out. I like could, you don't think DA would say that? I can well, see I that even with a bad season. I mean, he could try. Like they could still match and even if he signs with another team, Suns could still match that offer. He couldn't force his We've way seen out. So many players force their way out of situations before, though. Not in restricted free agency. Look, this though. is this is not this. Joe Johnson did it. They could have matched and restricted there, but they but, weren't going to. But this isn't this isn't this isn't old school sports. This is the age of player empowerment. Mm-hmm. This is the age of the players have uh, have as much say at the table as ownership. And if DeAndre Ayton wants out, he'll get out. Or he'll yep. if he's if you have an upset enough player, they'll burn the whole thing down uh, chemistry wise. Yeah, I mean we like, just talked about it when the last season with the Suns and right now with the Mercury, the relationships between those guys, the chemistry in that locker room. And fighting for each other means so much. And if DeAndre starts to just fight for himself, I think I think I think Da could want out if he doesn't get kind of the offensive role that he's been talking about wanting. Because then, if it if it poisons the water as far as okay, I thought I was on a team that had my back and that we're all boys and that we all care about what's best for each other and we want to empower each other. And he doesn't feel like he's getting enough touches or he's not being able to shoot enough threes or whatever, you know, the kind of things that we've hinted, seen him hint at as far as wanting an expanded role, then I think he wants out. I don't think the money itself is enough to drive him away yet because I really do think that he loves this group of guys, that he loves playing for Monty, and that he loves being on a winner. Like, let's face it, the Suns are going to be a very good team again this season, but you just don't want this shit hanging over your head. You don't even want to leave it to chance because what if – Chris Paul gets hurt, God forbid, or what happens if the Suns just don't make it to where they made it last year, and suddenly you're looking at a situation where Mikael Bridges and Landry Shamit and DA are all up for grabs on restricted free agency, and Cam Johnson's future is uncertain, and the Suns don't win a title. Like That's a lot of uncertainty to contend with. Well, you bring up the the touches. If he doesn't get paid, that's when he's going to want more touches because he has to prove himself to right. get his money, oh, which right. then throws off the balance. If he gets paid, that's when it's a lot easier to go, yeah, I still accept this role because it was valued. Mm-hmm. But if you do not pay him and now he's backed into a corner where he has to earn his, mm-hmm. he's going to demand touches, which is going to throw off that balance Yo, if that's D- not where they want to go. Don't look for DA to be uh, passive this year. Like he's going to get his. He he's going to try and get his. And I, I would even wager to say that the first month of the season is not going to be pretty for him because he's going to try and force things that I just believe are not going to be there um, just so he could prove a point that, you know, hey, I, I need to get mine because this is all everybody wants. They just want me to score more because defensively I did it last year in the playoffs. You want me to score more? Cool. I'll take more shots and we'll see what happens. And that's I, – I hope that – I feel like D.A., he has a good relationship with Monty. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and and I feel like you know it'll it'll be okay. But again, like these guys were preaching, like Chris Paul, like I'm sorry, but if Chris is sitting there badgering me like he did last year, you know, to try and get him to a, a certain level, and it worked, you know, 
cool. I'm, I'm going to take the abuse. I'm going to take the abuse because it's making me a better player. Mm-hmm. You think I'm going to sit here and take the abuse this year after I did everything you guys asked me to do and it still didn't work out? Nah, fuck that. It comes down to pay the damn luxury tax mm-hmm. and go all in after a championship. My man said. That's all that matters. My man yeah. said yesterday on 98.7, a deal that works for both sides. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew we were yeah. fucked. Well, yeah. you know what a deal that works for both sides? You're paying the damn money and you win a championship. <laughs> That's a deal that works yeah. for both sides. I thought you were yeah. going to say Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> you know a deal that works for both left and right? Oh, no. Manscaped. <laughs> That's right. The floor is yours. I suppose take it away. The lawnmower 4.0. If you don't want to, you know, it's it's all right to get a close shave at when you're you're grooming, not in a negotiation. You know, that's not what you want. So if you want a deal that's fair for both of your sides, there, get a Manscaped lawnmower 4.0. Use the code PHNX. You're going to save twenty percent and get free shipping. That's right. Manscaped taking care of you. And your boys. That's uh, that. Take that however you want. Your balls will uh, thank you. They, they will. There's T-shirts that actually say that. Uh, we we have them. But mm-hmm. look, look. Go there. Uh, use the code PHNX at Manscape.com. Twenty percent off. Free shipping. We highly recommend it. There are a lot of options other than the lawnmower 4.0. You can get there as well. You guys ready for some fun? Yes, let's lighten the mood a yeah, little bit. Let's yeah, let's lighten the mood. <laughs> no, you guys we're brought all angry. It down a notch. It's it hot in here. Lindsay and I, it was nice fun and rainbows. <laughs> and I listened. It wasn't fun and rainbows. And you two come along and just bring it all down. Oh, wow. All right, so we are going to have another snake draft. Yes, Woo! it's snake draft time. Finally, all four of us are back in the same room. So we are going to have some fun. And today we are drafting. <laughs> Yeah, Worst right, NBA city. I love yes. how this is supposed to be upbeat. And we're like, we're crapping <laughs> like, on other NBA this cities. This city sucks. <laughs> but it is fun. It's because ours is the best. Um, so we've got our order is Gerald, Saul, Lindsay, and then Espo. You could have said me. I did. You talked about yourself as a third person. <laughs> you went third person. Yeah, well, Lindsay. you know. Big well, time. You said me as We've a got you. Gerald, yeah, Saul, yeah. Lindsay, two times. Well, I'm going based <laughs> off the faces, just in case. Oh, that's sexy motherfucker. Lindsay and Espo. You get what I'm saying. All right. So, so we're going to do worst NBA cities, Gerald. Yeah. So I don't know how I keep getting the number one pick in the draft, but for the worst NBA city, I have to go with Salt Lake City. Game's over. The Utah Jazz. Game's no. over. That's a really strong no. first pick, you guys. Game's over. No. That's Game's the over. best number one Gerald has pick. the worst city, <laughs> nope. Nope. not only in nope. the NBA, yep. but in America. <laughs> <laughs> this wow. place doesn't even have bars that are open past like 8.30 at night. Nope. You can't do shit after a game. Mm-hmm. It's the worst city every, in america every player hates playing there oh yep. my god they're For racist reasons. is all hell. i'm just gonna say this not having anywhere to go after a game actually sounds great for people like Lindsay and I. We're like, I know. oh, so I'm, there's no guys... pressure? I can just go home? Great. Yeah. But I would like tea, my friends to still have the option <laughs> to go do those things. I, I do not think I do not think Utah is the number one. But uh, Jared, have you been to Utah? The, I have been to Utah. And you liked I it? I drove through it. I did not see oh, it. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Oh okay, Utah being Utah being beautiful and whatnot is not the same as Salt Lake City and its drinking regulations and just the racism. Oh, I got I can't do it. Awful. Number one, I can't, I'm not arguing with the racism <laughs> side of this. Let's make yeah. that clear. That makes it a really shitty NBA city. All right. All right. Who's who's number two? 
saw That's you. That's me, up. and I picked. Uh, I screwed this one up. I had two other cities that I could have picked, but I was driving and I wasn't really paying attention. Hey, so we I were pretending that we had Indianapolis. Done this Indianapolis. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and the reason why I picked Indy, if you've ever been to Indy, you just know they have two arenas and nothing else. Yo, I mm. hated it. Indianapolis is awful. I would have picked that there's, first too. There's nothing but like hay fields around mm, and uh, and a white castle. That's <laughs> it. That was. Castle. I'll be honest with you. That was the one place that I genuinely felt uncomfortable in. Yes. I ever when I travel, everyone was like, "Oh, certain cities, be careful, be careful, don't yeah. go walk." Nobody said anything about that place, I, I, but that was the one place the shit went I, down, and I was like, what is this about? I lived in the <laughs> South for I? four years, and not once did I see a deliverance-looking dude on the porch playing a banjo, but I did in Indianapolis. <laughs> I am not comfortable in that city. Was it That's at why the arena? It was, it was, no, it was when I was driving around. I think I was near like Terre Haute or French Lick, uh, and... Uh, <laughs> those, those are the only two cities I know because of Larry Bird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that place is a dump, and I would never go to India. I just like to imagine the field house. There was just a dude playing a deliverance banjo, just mm-hmm. stared at you <laughs> while you were walking into a game. Yeah. How they have like three major colleges, college basketball teams there is beyond me. Well, so Indiana is a basketball state for yeah. sure, but it's weird. I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. like all corn. Corn fed like white dudes. It's crazy. I, I didn't like it. All right. So my pick first uh in this is Cleveland. Yeah. That's and a I'm good sorry, but it pick. was not. I, <laughs> no shade to whoever lives in Cleveland. If y'all love it, that's your thing. Cheers mm-hmm. I Sus- hated it so much. Cheers and Susella and I got in a fight, so I sent her to Cleveland this weekend. <laughs> Which is great because that was where she was born. Like, I love that we've crossed that city. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're sorry, Kirsten. In so facto, she does not like Tirsten Susel. I would would love to. Love you, Tirsten. It's completely joking around. I didn't send her to Cleveland because I hate her. It's because she wanted to go, which I still don't understand. (laughs) The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, which is one of the most bizarre things. Why was Cleveland the home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, did somebody lose a bet? So they went, yep, we got to go to Cleveland. Well, it's the only place that they set water on fire. So they were like, "Mm, this is legit. (laughs) It is home to the the greatest sports movie of all time, Major League. But other than that. That's debatable. We'll have to do another straight sneak draft on that one. All right, Espo, you're up. I love you guys for... He's got for, back-to-back picks. Oh, yeah, he's got back-to-back. I love you guys for multiple reasons, one of which, Sacramento's available <laughs> at pick four. It's not even that bad. Sacramento is everything you hate about California and nothing you like about it, no. all right? No, that's Sacramento, actually Sacramento, the quite Sacramento is the bad. armpit of yeah, California. Oh, that's it's a really bold statement. Oh, come on. You're tripping. <laughs> of course, you three. Really not that bad because we, we didn't pick it. We forgot that Sacramento <laughs> was no. over. Oh, I didn't forget. I went Salt Lake. I was was all Team Gerald for the cookies, so don't put that shit on me. (laughs) Also, when we had the conversation that sparked this next snake draft, I was already saying Sacramento isn't that bad to you. Mm. What's your next one there, Espo? Let's see how much you you can fail again. You grew up in what, Sierra Vista? I mean, I guess Sacramento doesn't look that bad at that point. Oh, wow. Hey, my my kids live in Sierra Vista. Listen, I'm on your team on that one. Sierra Vista was horrible. I'm sorry. Uh, My next place... And I say sorry to him every single day. <laughs> my, my next, my next pick is a place where at one point you could buy a house for twenty thousand mm. dollars. It was Detroit. Yeah, Detroit is not a place that you want to go hang uh, out. Jacob I screwed really up the stakes draft. 
Uh -oh. He screwed up the snake draft. I went one through four and then back to Gerald. Oh. All right. Oh. So we have no graphic. No, we have a graphic. No, but it just starts at, at Gerald oh, okay. again. So just right. wait till we all make it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like, I didn't dislike Detroit either. That's a strong, that's a, I think that's a strong pick for number five. I like that pick. What, what are you going out and doing in Detroit? Okay. The, other than, uh, when was the last time you've been to Detroit though? Was it before or after bankruptcy? After. Can you even drink the water there anymore? I don't know, but also listen, around place. like the area that it's I was good. able to stay in, which was just a few areas away from the arena. Hold on. They did had, you like, travel with the team shopping. when you did yes. this? Okay. Completely different okay. experience yeah. when you're traveling with <laughs> look, the team. I, the hotel was still you're, garbage you're, in Detroit. I'll yeah, give you okay. that. Yeah, okay. Look at this. The team uh, hotel the, was still garbage? Yes, but the area around it was She just cute. made my own argument. The, the team hotels, if you go to a city and with an NBA team and you're staying in a shitty hotel, that means it's the best of That's what, why the, I what the city first. offers. That right? That is, if you're going with a team and the and the hotel is shitty. That means that's the best hotel in that city. I know, but the area is cute. Detroit. They have like an ice skating rink oh and things. Is that it's your gunshots? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> none of that. Half the buildings were boarded up. It was so quaint. <laughs> Crackheads everywhere. It's Detroit, it was so Detroit. awesome. They played they played in an <laughs> arena so named after the worst pizza that you could have in Little Caesars. It was spectacular. Okay, but their cafeteria in that arena <laughs> oh is my off God. the charts. Oh, Lindsay, who is yours? No, it's not. Oh, it is me. Milwaukee. <laughs> Look at Connor in the chat. Look, Espo <laughs> spitting fact. Detroit sucks. All right. Whatever. Milwaukee. You've seen Eight Mile, right? Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee is my next right? pick. Okay, that is utter bullshit. Not right? even close. Four months in college, <laughs> and that city is one hell of a city. Milwaukee I did go to Marquette. Jeez. Serial killers. No. Do you know how many serial killers Milwaukee is known for beer, damn it. No. Okay, look. Serial killers. And, and if you talk to Michaela Perkins, she'd love that because she loves murder, as she said on the Phoenix Sports podcast. Milwaukee. Is a fantastic Garbage. city with great bars. Garbage. A lot, a lot of bars. Nothing to do. to do. A lot of bars. Garbage. A lot of bars. I didn't expect <laughs> the argument to set around Milwaukee. Know, there, there's a there's <laughs> a beautiful button. lake there. They got an sure. art museum on the lake. That like, it's so cold and windy you can't even go look at because oh, you're gonna so, get okay. wind chill on they, your if face. If that's your basis, Chicago sucks. Hey, New York's on my list. New Stop. York sucks. <laughs> New DC sucks. Every Everywhere sucks that it's cold. Yeah. If you just close your eyes right now, Espo oh. is definitely 95 years old right now. <laughs> if you just close your eyes and listen, you're like, oh, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You're back. So Okay, if that was your stance, that's a valid. That's fine. That's a valid. If you were like Milwaukee sucks because the Bucks that's are there, that's another part of my argument. I'm fine with that. Thank you, Connor. but the oh, city itself does not suck. Yes, it does. No, it I've does not. I've never been Jesus except does. to the airport, and there were a bunch Gee. of birds in the airport. Well, that's I saw all I <laughs> Man, I hope I don't. Uh, Wait, what does that fucking mean? I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't yeah. care. It's going Let's go. Uh, yeah, my next one is OKC mm -hmm. because Oklahoma yes. City and Oklahoma as a state and as a whole absolutely is not fun at all. I don't even know why anybody would drive through that state unless to get to another state. And they stay in a hunt. Okay, I I'll agree with you. 
The team stays in what they say is a haunted hotel there, too. Like, that is effed up. Also, why would anybody voluntarily live where tornadoes are just a normal They literally are in Tornado Alley. That's, like, why? Yeah, that's right. And why would you choose to live there? And the thing your state's famous for is the Dust Bowl. What... Where it dried up and it was dusty. Like, that's what you're famous for? Like, that's that's crazy. How do you move a team from Seattle, a very nice place to go, and put it in Oklahoma City? Yeah. Man, Kevin, that, no wonder Kevin Durant left. <laughs> I, yeah, that's <laughs> it's hard right, to follow. Okay. Ahead, Gerald. I can't uh, argue that one. So. With my second pick, I'm going to go with San Antonio. Yep. I'm because other than the Riverwalk, what, do you, what do, do you do in San Antonio? Nothing. nothing to do. Six Visit flag, the Alamo. A, a shitty version of Six Flags and uh, and SeaWorld is about all yeah. that's in yeah. there. And you know what Charles else? Charles Barkley said everything we need to, we need to know about San Antonio. That's so true. Charles Barkley said it better really than I could. The thing that really sucks about San Antonio is if you get stuck on your way to the arena where the train passes, you just sit there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you're yeah. like, oh, too bad. I guess I'm going to be 40 minutes late to the game because <laughs> yep. the train caught me. Hey, yep. yeah. That's happened to me here. With a train. I lived in San Antonio Neither, for seven years. At the, at the arena. <laughs> so if we're paid, we just shit on our own city there too, Lindsay. With well, that. You yeah. know. <laughs> I hate getting stuck at trains. All uh, right, Joe, what's, what's your, your next, next one? There, my next pick is going to get me yeah, in so much trouble. Say it, baby. <laughs> say it. My girlfriend. There you go. Who is from Minneapolis. Minnesota. We're there going go. with Minnesota. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Short Minneapolis last is not that <laughs> bad. It's, Minneapolis is actually beautiful for like three to four months out of the year. I don't do cold, so the whole fucking negative degrees in winter is it's not so for cold. me. I can't do that. So And plus, you know, just like nobody in the NBA wants to play in Minnesota. So if we're talking about worst NBA cities, Minneapolis has to be on there. I'm so sorry. I didn't what? mean it. When you have glass walkways to get anywhere yeah. in your city, that's problematic. That's yeah. how damn cold it is <laughs> that you can't even walk outside. They've made sidewalks inside for you to get places in Minnesota. That's just like tunnels. I, I You're living like a gopher. Cool. It wasn't. I don't know. I'm with you. I still wouldn't. I would not want to ever live there. Uh, but I do love the Minnesota accent. I don't like when my nose hairs freeze up. <laughs> so I don't like Minnesota. I don't I'm, like I'm that you the do. old man, and so I was like, my damn nose hair is getting frozen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's actually a lot more 4.0 for that if you use it the right How, way. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know about that one. Two separate ones, not the same one. one. I'm not shaving my junk and then shaving my nose afterwards or vice versa. That's not happening. <laughs> anyway, my next one is Dallas, and I hate Dallas. Anyway. So oh. let's just move along. <laughs> That's um, your whole art. I hate Dallas and, and Dallas, Jason Kidd's d- the, the problem with Dallas is it's way too spread out. Like there's just so like, like you can't like, walk to too many places. You have to take your stupid ass truck hold, everywhere. Hold on again. That's our city too. <laughs> Everything <laughs> Phoenix is, is so damn spread out too. The greater Phoenix area, you're not walking to do a whole lot. Around the arena, you can literally walk all over Scottsdale or even Central Phoenix. You're walking from the arena to Scottsdale. We're talking about NBA cities. There's no city where you could just walk from like the mall to the arena. Yeah, there is. What city is that? New York, baby. NYC. That's cheating. (laughs) You want to get anywhere in New York because you have to. Beautiful. Slander on our own city. Oh no, John! John, go somewhere else. John, you're right. Thank no. you. No, no, it's not right. Do you even know what company you work Hold for? Hold on. 
You said the knock on Dallas is it's too spread out. It is. Phoenix is. I know, but I I believe. It's like five times the size of Phoenix. I believe John is saying um, Phoenix is so spread out. I think John isn't wrong in what he's saying. He's wrong. So are you. (laughs) John, you can can stay in the chat. It's okay. 30 minutes here. That's all you need. You obviously... Throw it down, Jacob. <laughs> well, I don't right. know what this means. <laughs> hey! <laughs> My What's next it? pick is going to be Memphis. Um, I like Memphis. So I enjoy, you can go to Memphis twice at most. You can go to Memphis in the little downtown area next to the arena. They got some good food, some good barbecue, little places to hang out. And then um, the museum, of course... But once you've done those two things, like, what else are you supposed to do? Come on, Lindsay. It's the one city that a building that once housed their NBA team is now a Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, but, like, after you go there, what else are you supposed to do? (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. There's literally nothing to do outside of that. I've never been. I've always wanted to go because of the barbecue, just the barbecue in that whole region. But I've never been, so I can't. There's Same. a fried chicken place out in Memphis I've always wanted to try called oh. The Corruption. Okay. I'm Ooh, pretty sure. That enchanting. <laughs> yeah, because once you eat it, you've been corrupted. I'm, mm. I'm pretty sure Alvin Gentry used to go to Graceland almost every time they went to Memphis, too. I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Is oh, yeah, they do. do have that. I never went there, though. Right, it's all right. Didn't really you got? Uh, I'm next. You got two of them. Back to back. Your last ones. Charlotte. No, thanks. Actually, Charlotte's not. Nah. I thought it's, isn't it supposed to be pretty? Yeah. I've. I was bored in Charlotte when I went to Charlotte. So. I didn't hate it, but we're also getting to the bottom of all these teams. Of like, yeah. what else is there is to pick? Tough. Like, nobody's well, gonna I throw a like Miami Espo's team out there. next pick my more ne- than I this pick. M- my yeah. next pick is all all league caliber kind of pick. It's L.A. L.A. Mm-hmm. sucks. All right. No, yes. LA does. Suck. It's LA. the most overrated city on the planet. Yes. Okay. If you're percent. if you're a player and you go down there, all right, you get to stay in the Ritz. Uh, I did this on a road trip with them. That's nice, but they're used to nice <laughs> hotels. It's right next to the arena, and you're stuck in downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. You go, well, there's so much to do in L.A. Really yeah, and it's it. all two-and-a-half-hour drive, even if it's five minutes away. Like, and I hate it's traffic. It's ridiculous. The yeah. arena's in a shitty area. Like, the whole thing, <laughs> L.A. Explain that time concept to me. Two-and-a-half hours away, even though it's five minutes away. Have you ever yeah. driven anywhere in L.A.? The traffic no, is I, so it's bad. But time-wise, that doesn't make sense. Okay. In theory, two and a half. If there hour. was no traffic, you could five get there minutes. in five minutes. Uh, but in reality, okay. it's a two-hour drive because of the traffic. Okay. L.A. as a whole, I just I disdained going to that to that city for games, which now means Saul is sending me to every L.A. road <laughs> game because I said that. But like, yes. I just I could not Lakers, stand it. Plus, Clippers. plus. Screw Plus. the Clippers. Screw the Lakers. It's infested with Lakers fans. Who would want to live there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I lived there for a few years and I loved it. <laughs> oh, Lindsay. You live downtown? No. Okay. Um, downtown LA where the team is when I you go to play. Where did you live at in LA? I was in Burbank and then like right over the hill. And is like, Burbank really LA? I don't LA? think it counts, but yeah. I still was in the like, city I, that's area. Like I lived in LA. What part? Malibu? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like close me, enough. It's like me saying, I love Phoenix. Downtown Gilbert is the best. <laughs> like, that, that does not play, come into play. Same thing. But I mean, like, like with the traffic situation, like, I never had an issue with that. <laughs> 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 I still liked it. Whatever. <laughs> L.A. L.A. sucks. Where are your Kevlar? <laughs> yeah, if he didn't take L.A., I was taking him with my last pick Thank for you. sure. So was I. So was I. Uh, it's your turn. Uh, Boston. 
Oh my god! Really? Mm-hmm. Really? I love Boston. Really? You took my Why? you took my college town, and now you took the town I was born in. Why Boston? Boston's Why? so pretty, and Boston's a great city to walk around. Yeah. Just go with the racism thing. You can, I, you can do it. Oh, yeah. That's you can, the, I was literally do it. going to if say, that's the, if, that's the, if there was one city I was in where I was like, I'm going to get in a fight here because everyone's so damn racist and I'm so sick of this shit. Yeah. It was Boston. Yeah. And then in addition, like, it pissed me off. So wow. I was walking around town and I just saw so many instances where I'm like, I, you just, Lindsay, you are a woman by yourself in a town you don't know please have some (laughs) like show some restraint and Mm. just do your business whatever i would if i lived there i would literally i've heard like the horror stories of boston i never witnessed it i've only been there once Mm. but it was for a week and i went to a red sox game i went to a celtics game like i did the whole boston experience i got lap lap dance by captain morgan Uh, it was a woman captain morgan in a bar this is the weirdest oh, landscape this is the greatest thing ever <laughs> we were sharing shots it was like we were all That's singing so like it was it was great it was awesome i, love I mean Boston. if it wasn't for those little small yeah. things and then but players then the have said thing, that it's racist the other thing that really pissed me off was the one hotel where i got stopped every freaking time i came back there uh, excuse me we need to see that you're actually staying here uh-huh. i was like Okay, I get it. I probably look a little homeless because it's so freaking cold here. Or that's how I'm you dress. I'm sorry. The yeah, beanie. it's my off day. Was it the like, beanie? I'm sorry to put makeup on today. Yes, I'm staying here. I thought Thank you were really, doing Really? I, I thought you were doing collaborations about it. They, they check my ID every time I came in. No. The damn racism in Boston. I just, you know, like there were parts of Boston that I think would be cool, like the historic side of it. They got some really cool looking like cemeteries and buildings and mm-hmm. Just gorgeous things. No, they have them like they really in the do. middle it's of weird. the city. They really do. It's They're... like you walk down a sidewalk, there's a bar, a cemetery, a hotel. Mm-hmm. And every one of those cemeteries has somebody famous from it, it, colonial kind of time cool. in it. It's, yeah. it's yeah. great. It's like but, but I want to visit still, once and never go back. It's a very wide brush, though. Like, not everybody in Boston is racist. Let's make that really clear. I'm sure that they're not. <laughs> Lind- Lindsay just happened to go to the Man. hangouts, apparently, where all the racist people she were hanging like, what does KKK stand for? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> You can email him at. Uh, for those of you that are only listening to the podcast, I'm the only black one here. <laughs> Look, the one thing I'll say about Boston, the accent is god awful. Oh, I don't I'm love. The so Boston. happy I don't have. I like it. the Boston. I apologize to all my uh, all my the related, departed. My, Great my fucking movie. Thank you, Saul. Departed. Westville made my made a case. Of course, they won't say anything racist around you. I'm the right shade of white. They'd say it around oh, me. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it makes sense oh, that I would get okay. So they were trying to indoctrinate They're you. They're like, one of us. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Damn, yo. Like, uh, oh. I get it. I get it, Westfield. I appreciate that. Yeah. Also, it's S-A-U-L. Just so you know. Let's move on. My last one is actually uh, um, I, it's controversial. Because it's, it's so Damn cold. We're talking yeah. about NBA cities, mm-hmm. and yes. the NBA plays in the winter. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Chicago. No way I would ever live in a city like Chicago, especially not during the winter. It is too damn cold. It is It's too damn windy. No, it's just disgusting. Michael Jordan found a way to have fun in Chicago. So, yeah. I'm, Dude, All-Star last year, two years ago, broke my soul. It was so <laughs> cold in Chicago. No thanks. Tra- 
Like, I just, I was like, I don't know how to function. The back-to-back All-Stars I went to, Toronto, New York. Oh, man. And it was the coldest New York in in history in February. It was like negative six degrees. That Mm. shit, it's not fun to mess with cold. That's for sure. No, it's horrible. Yeah, I can't can't do it. Like, Chicago is a cool city when you go, if you go during the right time of year. But even in the summer, it gets super humid. And then the winter, it's too fucking cold. Yeah. I'll I'll give you that, Saul. The cold cold does play play part in that. My last pick to round out this draft is Houston just because it's kind of a meh Texas city. It's in Texas. It is better than the other two cities though. Yes. I will say that, but it's, yeah. still, in Texas. But it's, still, it's Texas. still in Texas. It's just like, what is there to do in Houston other than like the strip clubs that they talk about all the time? Whoa. James Harden. No, there's all the James Harden. Houston. Like I have family in Houston, so I, I like Houston. So. Okay. That's fair. I just, I mean, I feel like we're doing the worst NBA cities and we picked over half the league. So at some <laughs> right. point. So the league sucks half of it. You all suck. Congratulations. Or we can expand to Seattle and Vancouver. I don't know. They're NBA. Oh. Let's do it. Oh, Seattle man. and Vancouver. That's, well, Seattle that, that, would be nowhere near my list. Vancouver, I've never been. I heard that teams loved that road that road trip. Mm-hmm. If you went on the Seattle-Vancouver swing, they thought it was spectacular. The Portland-Seattle-Vancouver swing oh. is I love gorgeous. Portland. I love Portland. That's why I wouldn't have come close. Portland's yeah. the weirdest team hotel I ever stayed in. Next, but, yeah. next state draft. Best rated clubs. <laughs> <laughs> that can be Gerald and Saul. We'll take the day off. I was Lindsay. like, I, don't, I need to do some research. Apparently. You guys are designing these snake drafts to get me dumped. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you finally well, caught on. We're just trying to end your relationship. If you, if you answer too fast, uh, no. Gerald, we know what you're doing. <laughs> Uh, I I think I crushed you guys. I mean, I, of you course guys, you think that. You, you guys left. Last, you talked to me last time too. You got last in the poll. Look yeah, at that. I Detroit, don't think you did. Detroit. You can't argue that city. Detroit sucks. is Sacramento, a strong pick. Like L.A. You're Charlotte. T- I don't know. Maybe maybe that was my misstep. But yeah, I think Charlotte's and I feel like it's a beautiful city. I've I mean, never been either. If you look at it, Charlotte, Houston, Chicago, L.A. were the the man behind the, the Mac has a, has a comment. Yes, Jacob. Yeah. Could you have chosen L.A. twice? There are two Technically, L.A. Technically, I think you so could have. No, that's why it's twice as bad. It, oh, oh, so I guess so he wins because that's a big pick then. If I got it's twice yeah. as bad. <laughs> Connor says, Gerald, easy dub. I think it's an easy dub because Salt Lake City sucks that much. Yeah, so I think that one that tips the scale. Yeah. I got the whole Midwest, so that shows you where I never want to live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh. I don't know. This will be a good one to see what everyone, um, what the yeah. takes are on this. Yeah, we'll definitely have to put this Please vote for me. Twitter. Make it worth your, me losing my girlfriend. Your, oh. <laughs> take, your takes suck on Girl Scout cookies in NBA cities. Congratulations, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Rude. I'm going to stab Esso in the heart with this DraftKings freaking lights. This man doesn't even like ketchup. He's just slinging shade like this. I know. <laughs> He's just so bitter and old. Rude. Well, that was okay, our dad. <laughs> and we're back, right back to contentious. <laughs> I missed hanging out with all four of you. Yeah, this is nice. It was nice to, to have everyone here. We only got six days to get this thing humming because we got the season starting next Wednesday. So. Yes. it'll be super fun. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. It was a fun show, and tomorrow we will have an audio-only episode because Saul is on a business trip, yeah. which is why we called the Audible and went live today. No, it's because so I knew these fun. guys were going to be back, and I was like, I need to get away. <laughs> I need to get Yeah, but then here. we forced you to hang. <laughs> Hold on a sec. A business trip? When, when our home office is at a bar, I don't really qualify it as a business trip. <laughs> hey, well, we didn't pick the business. The business picked us. Exactly. This is true. That is true. <laughs> Literally. That is true. Exactly. <laughs> 
Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Lindsay. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. This is Saul. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. No, the <laughs> underscore is there because you got to place a bet on DraftKings by using $1 promo code PHNX and you'll get $100 if anybody scores a point in an NFL game. That's right. And the space is also there for all the shitty city picks. So There you go. <laughs> shitty city. <laughs> it wasn't your best. No, it wasn't. <laughs> That's Gerald. You can follow him at Gerald Borgay. We're so happy you're back, Gerald. At least I am. Thank Even God. Somebody you can talk. I'll take one out of three. <laughs> Saul is heading to Indy. Oh, hey, Tommy. Oh, no. And of course, Espo. You can follow him at Espo. It's just that easy. It's just that easy. It's, four, it's, it's only four letters. Espo, hit us with your classic closer, and we will go. The, the best four letters on Twitter. And ahoy, hoy. We, we appreciate each of you. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.